What's up? What it do, man? It's your boy, Dan the Gamer, aka Player One, the guy himself, and welcome to another episode of the Gamers Den, the show where I go over video game news, tech news, and a little bit of everything else. And we start this thing off with a thing called Quick Hits. Before we get off into Quick Hits, merch is in the description box below. It's somewhere in the link. Don't forget to follow the merch IG page as well. Go ahead, cop you some merch. This is the way you can support the show and the show will keep going on. Now, today in Quick Hits, we got some stuff to talk about and some stuff to go over. Uh, I believe it's just one. Yeah, actually. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, we got two articles to go through. I thought it was going to be one. But uh, no, we got two articles to go through today and... We're just going to go ahead and get into it and, pre and pretty much uh, not waste no time, you dig? So, let's get into it. Headline reads, Techland reveals concept art for new AAA open world fantasy action RPG. Now, I don't know who Techland is, but I'm sure we're going to find out. Um, as far as open world fantasy RPGs. Um, I guess this is like a hit or miss, you know, it just depends on what, what sets it apart from other RPGs and fantasy RPGs. So I'm guessing cause it said fantasy. So this will have to compete with the Yeezys and the final fantasies, the world of Warcrafts and stuff like that. Action RPGs, maybe the Elder Ring now, um, you know, it might have to compete with that. Maybe that stuff is in, maybe it's not, but from what I've been seeing from my point of view and my seat. It seemed like the industry or a lot of these developers in this in the industry, they just copy and paste and like, hey, this seems to be working. So let's run with this. But let's go ahead and get into it outside of my opinion right now. I will blow it up for the old people in the back. I will blow it up for the old people in the back. All right. Techland, the studio behind this year's Dying Light 2 Stay Human, has revealed the first look at its unannounced fantasy RPG that's now in development. The game, which does not yet have a title, is officially being referred to as quote-unquote AAA open-world action RPG in a fantasy setting. And today's concept art reveal highlights just that. Featuring luscious greenery, ancient ruins, and a plenty of beautiful waterfalls, it seems this fantasy RPG will be quite the looker if the concept art is any indication. Techland released the concept art below, as a way to let developers know that the studio is hiring and that dozens of positions are open for work on this RPG. So that's cool. If you're a developer, you into the games and stuff like that, and you watch this show or you keep up with this show or you watch the clips, definitely tap into this, see about that. You know, this could be a big break, whether you do art, whether you just design, level design, this could be a big break. You never know what it is. So uh, let's go down to the to the uh, art y'all might not be able to see the art so i just put it up on the screen i'll do that way y'all can see it but uh from the look of this art it's really really dope uh, i'm liking this art i mean just like the art itself is 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 beautiful i like it and if this is any indication of the game um well i mean it's concept art so what a lot of people well what i think a lot of you newer generation kids don't understand is concept art so like back in the day, there were, um, I'll go big screen on this. So back in the day, there was a, um, 
you know, in video games, when you bought a game, it will come with, you know, the standard stuff, start options, extras, all that. Usually when you click extras or options, sometimes they have behind the scenes stuff, concept art, mocap footage and things of that nature. So to give an example of what I'm saying would be Jet Li's, Jet Li's Rise to Honor. If you don't know who Jet Li is, Asian descent, action star, dope dude, one of my top favorite Asian action stars, Kung Fu people, that type of stuff, one of my favorites. And he had his own video game in the PS2 era. And I liked it. That game was dope and it was fun. And his game was actually really, actually revolutionary with the way how you had to attack and move. You had to use the analog stick, but I digress. In that game, you could go to like the extras or the options, wherever it was in that game. And they showed him in the mocap suit, him doing his signature movements, him, you know, them capturing the fight scenes and stuff like that in the game for that game. And uh, SXX on tour. I know y'all think I said SXXX. No, SSX on tour. The snowboarding games, they have that as well, where they have like random, like old MTV two style clips or like snowboarding clips working with snowboarders and pro people and pro athletes in the self. So, um, you know, the game could look like this, whatever Techland is doing, the game could look like this as of right now, but it is probably and more than likely subject to change. So as of right now, I mean, that art is beautiful. Everything is dope. I'm still looking at it. You know, it's beautiful. It's dope, but it, it could be subject to change and it could look completely different by the time it actually comes out in real time. But that's going to do that for that. And we're going to go ahead and move on to the last thing in quick hits. So I ain't tapped in on um the electric stuff in a minute. So we're going to slide back over there to that. So let's go ahead and do that. Make sure we up. Headline reads, new electric vehicle registrations spike in quarter one led by Tesla. So y'all know that I talk about the electric movement and I even on my show talked about and speculated if this is or what we're in now in real time the electric revolution for the world and or the United States, right? So now when we get into this, I'm going to try and keep it concise. I know all the quick hits lately been um, like supremely long. It's like, bro, this is not five minutes. You spend 20 minutes on each. That's quick, bro. We just going to call it quick and we just going to eat it up what it is. So obviously I'm going to blow it up for the people in the back, for the old folks in the back. Um, I don't know who these people is. We're going to X them off. Um, yeah, <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into it. This might be a little too big. All right. The EV electrical vehicle wave is building here in the U.S. New data from Experian Automotive, the data collection company's automotive arm, shows new registration for EVs have jumped 60% from a year ago in the first quarter and have hit an all-time high of 4.6%. Of the overall market so that in itself is that's that's significant i know y'all might be thinking five percent four and a half percent ain't much but in the grand scheme of things that's that's actually a lot depending on how you look at it but we're gonna continue this comes as overall registrations are down 18 percent from a year ago as the chip and component crunch among other things are keeping dealer supply at a minimum 
Nevertheless, this big jumpy EV ownership raises the question of whether the U.S. has finally turned the corner on mass adoption of electric vehicles. One reason for more registrations is that there are simply more EVs for sale in the United States than in the past. Cars like the Kia EV6 and Nero EV, sister brand of Hondas, of Hyundai, or, or Hyundai, I think it's really Hyundai. Hondas, Ionic 5, and Ford's Mustang Mach-E all posted registrations in, th in the thousands in quarter one. Big jumps from a year ago. Of course, the big dog, if you will, in the EV space is Tesla, the number one brand by a long shot. All four of Tesla's models were in the top 10 of EVs registered in the United States with the Model Y, the Model 3, the Model S top, or being the top three most registered models. Tesla's share of the EV market in Q1 stood at a whopping 70% of the total market, with the brand seeing its registrations climb 60% from a year ago. So they have, um, you know, so all that information before we keep going, that's all of that should be an indication of where this is trying to go. Now, I have theory crafted and let everybody know that, hey, if you really read into Joe Biden stuff, I don't know why y'all voted for this man. Now, as far as this electric move, I'm with it to a degree. But as far as everything else, Biden be on, I don't know. And just to just to preface this before I even go on, I don't vote for nobody. All these politicians can eat ass. Everybody going to have a pile of shit somewhere and they shit, excuse the language for the sensitive ears, but that's just the truth about it. But um, yeah, somewhere in Biden's plan, you know, he want to have like half of the traffic in the United States or whatever be electric, which I think is a big feat, but he's on the way to do it. If reports of him not doing the Alaska deal, as far as mining for oil in Alaska is true, if that holds any weight then yeah, he's really trying to push this and make it seem like the only option is to go electric and all that, which may or may not be a good or bad thing, depending on what you're looking at it in, you know, in what scope of lenses, but um, depending on the person. But nonetheless, this is the stuff that's being reported that's going on. Um, You know, especially with gas prices right now as well, all of this just shows that even having the simplest form of electric anything in a vehicle can and will help you, especially at a time like it is now with the American, with the U.S. economy going to shit and inflation going crazy right now. You better off having some type of something electric. I don't give a damn if you got an electric skateboard. All right. It's better than walking. OK, so definitely, you know, this is just more proof that people are getting into it. It may be due to a crisis, but at least you're getting it now. Because if you wait until way down the line and let's say the Biden stuff do happen, you probably going to be paying triple the price of what this stuff would have costed you if you would have got it now. So, excuse me. So to go down, they have a, a section on how EV ownership in the EV ownership in the U.S. can keep expanding. This girl in this photo for this, uh, this must be the E Mustang. She kind of thick. But um, yeah, they talk about it. They say experts say at least three things need to happen. First, supply needs to keep growing, which is problematic given the chip shortage. Um, second, there needs to be more investment in the charging infrastructure here in the U.S. to limit concerns like range anxiety that plague many potential EV buyers. And um, how do I say story continues? Biden administration has offered $7.5 billion for charging infrastructure funding and other private sector companies like Charge are looking to capitalize on this bill. 
on this build out across the country. Um, I'm not seeing number three, so I think they just ran into number three. <laughs> like they just ran into it to say F it. Whoever wrote this just ran into it and said F it. But um, yeah, it's it's a lot of things going on. It's 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 a lot of things going on with this. Um, yeah, man, it's it's a lot going on with that. But nonetheless, it's um important that I'm gonna keep tabs on that and update y'all on what's going on. So yeah, it's still a lot of pieces on the chessboard that has to move for this EV movement. Um, obviously, a lot of legislation has to happen. Obviously, you know, the pandemic and just the status and the, uh, not contingency, the status and the condition of the world right now is going to play a, a large part in dictating what happens with this, with this electric and this EV shift as far as the main source of energy that is going to be a major part in this but i'm not gonna get into too much detail into that as of today and that's gonna do it for quick hits so before we move on to the main topic make sure you hit that like button and subscribe anywhere and everywhere you see me at youtube on the gaming channel rumble here any and everywhere make sure you like and subscribe you share this you do whatever you do you know support the guys support the channel um and before we get into the main topic, we just finished up Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order on the gaming channel. Just finished that up this past weekend. And it was an I game, man. It was an I game. I think the gameplay overshadowed the story. Granted, I'm not a super duper fan of Star Wars. I don't really think Star Wars is all that. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it was a cool game. Like I said, in my opinion, the gameplay overshadowed the the story and the story could have allowed for a lot of more customization as far as if we was going to be Cal Kestis and we was going to go through all this and then not even fight Darth Vader for real, but fight Trilla. Um, yeah, we could have just been a custom create your own Jedi character because it wasn't as if the game followed anything canon to the actual Star Wars franchise, to my knowledge. I may or may not be right or wrong, but as far as I'm concerned, it just seemed like, oh, hey, it's a, the Jedi is they done with, they got clapped. This dude, this random dude got taught by so-and-so. He got here, Jedi, forced him to do a bunch of stuff. If that was the case, you should have just let us be creative Jedi. But I, I said something like that on Twitter, and I feel like I already talked about this before. So let's move on to the main topic. Now, the main topic today, we're going to talk about cloud gaming. And in this subject, um, we're going to see, like, who, you know, who's pulling weight now. Or, you know, are some of these platforms catching up to Stadia in the sense of performance? So, we got an article today. And I, I dug a little bit into it. And I did some research. And I and I jotted down some information. I, I wrote it down. So, as y'all can see right here, I got a bunch of information right here. I wrote it down and I do have a screenshot, which I'm going to have to pull up. And yeah, we're going to get into this and we're going to see, we're going to see what it's hitting for. So let's go ahead and get into it. Headline reads, Shadow adds latest generation NVIDIA and AMD GPUs to cloud gaming service. Now, when it comes to cloud gaming and when it comes to Stadia, because we are going to talk about Stadia in this in this main topic, Stadia in in online journalism 
these blog sites, websites, they like to shade Stadia a lot for whatever the reason may be. Whether Stadia became popular to hate or it just became the platform or the thing to dislike, a lot of publications go out their way, it would seem, if you catch the rift and you catch the lingo and the language used in their articles to shun Stadia, belittle Stadia, step on Stadia, discredit Stadia, like any and everything you could think of to make Stadia seem smaller than these other platforms when in fact it's the premier or the top tier or poster boy for cloud gaming and or the leading platform you know so me we're gonna call a spade a spade and i'm gonna call it like i see it you know there may be some disdain or dislike from the blogger or the reporter whoever wrote these articles at the time towards stadia maybe they're getting paid for it i don't know but I'd rather we just shoot straight down the middle and be like, hey, Stadia is good at this, but it may or may lack these few things. This is, you know, uh, xCloud, Game Pass is good at this. They excel at this, but they lack at these things. Shadow is good at this. GFN is good at that. The Nintendo whatever is good at this. The PlayStation stuff is good at this, but they lack something. Because at the end of the day, all these gaming platforms are not 100% perfect, but they do offer things for the gamer and the consumer to enjoy at their leisure. So we're going to go ahead and get into this. Now that that's over with, let's go ahead and get into it. Shadow is adding a new subscription tier to its cloud gaming service with access to the equivalent of NVIDIA and AMD's latest generation of graphic cards for an additional $14.99 a month. The new power upgrade tier is an optional add-on to Shadow's existing $29.99 subscription service, bringing the total cost to a little under $45. Alongside it, the company is announcing an expansion to more countries, a new online storage service, and a service that makes it cloud-based machines available to professional users. So let's break that down right there um, before we continue on with Shadow adding all of these different things and these tiers with the money so right here what i wrote down because i wrote this stuff down all of these in this article before we get to it actually you know what you know what no 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 we're gonna get into it because it, it'll make for a more concise and complete thought right that way y'all can actually understand this unlike microsoft's xbox cloud gaming service or google stadia which only let you stream their games Shadow's functionality is a lot broader. It essentially offers you remote access to a Windows 10 desktop in the cloud running on powerful hardware. From there, you can install games from whatever gaming storefront you choose and run them on a machine that might be a lot more powerful than the device you're streaming it to. Okay, now let's stop. Now let's stop and let's go. Okay, damn. Uh, I keep wanting to stop and get into this information. I want to get into what I wrote down so bad. I want to get into what I wrote down so bad, but we have to have a full, concise thought process and thought out. I just want to do it. So I'm going to read this last little bit of information because this is what we really need to get. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is what we really need to get into. Shadow says the power upgrade will get users cloud-based access to a machine running an AMD EPYC 7543P CPU with four cores and eight threads. 
16 gigabytes of RAM and a quote unquote high end GPU. Example GPUs listed include a quote unquote NVIDIA RTX 3070 class graphics card, an equivalent NVIDIA GPU quote unquote tailored for professionals, and AMD's latest RDNA 2 based GPUs, including the Radeon Pro V620. V620, yeah. However, you won't be able to pick the exact GPU at checkout. It'll be assigned based on data center availability. In contrast, Shadow's current $29.99 tier lists the equivalent of a much older GTX 1080 GPU as its graphics card. So, um, yeah, we're going to stop right there. Finally, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so mind you, all that information about what Shadow just did, you know, that's cool, that's great. But what stood out to me was how whoever came up with this article started off with the set with the opening line of unlike Microsoft's Xbox Cloud gaming service or Google Stadia. <sighs> this is where this is where you got to start thinking from um, a certain type of point of view, right? What benefit, let's just get the, the more, I guess will be a more touchy-feely personal or agenda-wise takes out the way first. What, this, like, what would you have to have against any of these cloud gaming platforms to word things in such a way? Because shadow is the same thing it's essentially the same thing but not it's like they created a middleman for something very very simple and as far as consumer regular person use right what did they say you you can stream games and all that from a windows 10 desktop through the cloud so when I went on their website, we're going to move on, right? We're going to move on. So I went on their website and I tried to get a lot of information and we're going to get to this information in this notebook. I wrote down a lot of information and just, you know, simple information that you watching this could look up. And it's about Google Stadia, Xbox game, Xbox cloud and shadow, because these were the ones named in the article. So I figured let's stay in the context of the article and I wrote down what these what these platforms offer in terms of the hardware that's used to run these platforms, the price points, the access and, and stuff like that. So let's start off with Google Stadia, right? The poster boy himself. Google Stadia is free to access. You don't have to pay to use the platform. It's free to access. The paid tier is Stadia Pro, which is $10 a month. They let you claim games every month, and it has support for up to 4K HDR and 5.1 surround sound. Stadia also has a live stream function and feature, which if you uh, subscribe to the gaming channel or my channel, y'all know that I stream directly uh, to my channel through the Stadia platform, meaning when I play a game streaming it through the Stadia platform, I live stream it on my YouTube channel. So I'm streaming on top of streaming. And on top of that, Stadia has, is accessible. 
Stadia is accessible on multiple devices via Android TVs, desktops and or laptops, computers, Android phones, etc., etc. If your device can download apps from the Play Store or apps from a store that has Stadia on it, you can probably play Stadia on the device. So moving on, we have Xbox Game Pass. Uh, I'm going to get to the specs in a minute. I'm going to get to the specs in a minute because that's what's going to be the icing on the cake for a lot of this. Xbox Game Pass has no free tier and or is not free to access. You get access to over 100 games and you get member discounts and deals. Now, that's something I did forget to say about Stadia. If you signed up for the paid tier, which is Stadia Pro, you also get the same thing. You get better deals and discounts. And that's pretty much Xbox Game Pass. Obviously, you can access Game Pass on Xbox Series X consoles and PC. Now we have Shadow. Shadow is also has no free tier or not free to access. You have access to a PC remotely. It is $29.99 a month as they list it. And it is accessible on computers, smartphones and tablets, smart TVs, and virtual reality. Now, that's great. And if we want to talk about from a price point, Stadia is going to be the more affordable platform out of all of these. $10 a month is not that much. $30 a month is fucking ridiculous. And Xbox Game Pass, where you could pay $10, I think $10, $12, and up to like $15. If you want to get uh, Game Pass Ultimate, it's $15 a month. So, you know, the price is, is not too bad except for, except for Shadow, especially with Shadow not necessarily being a gaming platform. Uh, I, I think it's being marketed wrong to a degree. But at the same time, when you want to talk about marketing, we're talking about getting eyes. We're talking about getting potential consumers, potential buyers. So from a business standpoint, if I label my thing or, you know, have some people call it a gaming platform because in the gaming space, cloud gaming is making news and it's making headlines. Everybody's talking about it. People going crazy about it on Twitter, Reddit's, all these places. Get your, get your, get your. Get your product some shine, man. You know, I'm not mad at that. I'm definitely not mad at that. You got to get your product some shine. Um, You know, so the price points is crazy, but all of these platforms give you a variety of accessibility. So you can play on your tablet, your TV, your computer, your laptop, your video game console. I think that's something great that all these platforms do. They give the gamer and the regular everyday consumer options and variety of how to play right and or how to access whatever you're trying to access uh i think it's also good oh yeah something i didn't mention on shadow is they don't give you games <laughs> they don't give you games and you don't have access to no games um so the other thing is for the most part google stadia and, and xbox game pass they give you access to a plethora of games you sign up you pay for their paid tiers and they give you access to over hundreds of games hundreds of games hundreds of games you can claim games every every month now the difference between google and between stadia and game pass is when you claim games 
on Stadia, they don't leave. Even if you have Stadia Pro or don't have Stadia Pro. And I have Stadia Pro. I've been paying for Stadia Pro. I've had Stadia since pretty much launch, since launch year. Uh, my two year of having Stadia, I think it's actually this week. I think my two years of having Stadia was actually the week of me recording this. It is the 18th. So the week of the 18th, whenever I drop this, it's the week of the 18th. I, my two years of Stadia, I believe, is this year. Holy snap. Two years of Stadia stream coming this weekend. All right. Um, Yeah, on Game Pass, your games will leave the Game Pass platform. On Stadia, when you claim a Stadia Pro title, it doesn't leave the Stadia platform. It just leaves Stadia Pro, meaning you will have to buy the console. Not the console, the game. The game, the game. And then, yeah. So let's get into the specs, right? The specs of powering these platforms and powering this technology is, I believe, is what's going to make all the difference and is going to determine the value for not only gamers, but the everyday consumer, right? So I have to find and pull up the, the uh, Google Stadia specs because I had to kind of find these. I had to search for them. Well, I actually don't have to search for it. I, I do got it right here. Um, I'm gonna just put the picture up when I when I get to it. But we're gonna start with uh, Shadow. We're gonna start with Shadow. Because remember, I, I read all this stuff down. I, I read all this stuff down. So it's uh, I'm not gonna be throwing this stuff up on the screen. I, I just, I'm just reading it. Because I wrote it down. Mind you, all this information is public information. And y'all can find this stuff on the very websites so of Xbox and Shadow and Stadia and all of that. Read they fine prints, terms of service, all that. Y'all can do that on your own. But if you're getting this from me, you're getting the cleft notes. Okay. Let's start with Shadow. So the specs with Shadow are there is being powered by a GeForce GTX 1080, an Intel Xeon 3.5 gigahertz processor with a 12 gig memory processor, I believe, and 256 gigabyte of storage, which is upgradable upgradable and windows 10 meaning so when once i learned all of this with shadow i'm like okay so i can pay 30 dollars and access a windows pc through a app through the cloud and just it just go on regular play steam games play epic games play stadia play game pass all through shadow that's what i'm understanding that's cool but for 30 fucking dollars you out your damn mind excuse my language for the sensitive ears but you out your goddamn mind 30 dollars calculator time because 30 times 12 is a bigger number that i kind of can't do off the top of my head that fast 30 times 12 360 oh well i knew that i didn't have to do that i have to do that learn math <laughs> um yeah, that's $360 a year. That's fucking crazy. Next, um, we have Xbox Game Pass. So the specs with Xbox Game Pass, I kind of could or could not find because it just pretty much said you can run Game Pass. When I searched it up on Google, I went on the Xbox website. I tried to search up what they were using to power it or whatever, but everywhere I was I was finding, I was just finding nothing but... um. You know, you could run it and power it off your Xbox Series X console or a PC. So 
because that's cloud-based as well like Google, like a stadia is cloud-based so whatever tech microsoft already has mind you microsoft is a computer company so for everybody thinking oh microsoft games no 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 they computer company they the tech company so the computers and all that is their main thing so whatever they already been using to power their stuff and whatever is what i'm gonna assume that they're and plus whatever their new cloud tech is i'm i'm assuming that's what's powering xbox game pass cloud beta whatever the hell it's called i don't even know why the shit is in beta um so yeah i guess it didn't at the price point of ten dollars and then it goes up to fifteen dollars that is significantly cheaper if not half the price of the shadow of shadow so that's great and when we get to google stadia same thing as far as the price point the price point you know it's only ten dollars a month for the stadia pro that's about a hundred hundred twenty something dollars a year that's significantly cheaper than shadow and you get the stream you get live stream features you get i mean shit you can't go wrong with xbox game pass or shadow in comparison i mean or with stadia in comparison to shadow because they significantly cheaper you get access to games hell one of them lets you keep your console and then the other one defeats consoles and like like i don't know bro i don't know what 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 made this person think that shadow has an edge on stadia or game pass which they do as far as the gpu uh, as far as the art the gtx and the and that stuff but paying 50 dollars a month 50 dollars that's crazy but um as far as the specs for google stadia I have them right here and I will put them up on the screen as well, just so you can see. And just to double check, uh, the screenshot that is up on the screen for Google Stadia specs, I went all the way back to the, the conference that they had in 2019 because I was like, because I, I was thinking, oh, I know they talked about the specs somewhere. I just got to find it because you can't really trust Wikipedia sometimes, man. And I had to double check the wiki and the Wikipedia page is it's accurate. You know, it's accurate. So up on the screen right now, the hardware, Stadia is being powered, and this may or may not have been changed at this point, but they use an Intel 86 processor clocked at 2.7 gigahertz with an AVX2 and a 9.5 megabytes of L2 and L3 cache or cache. It also uses a custom AMD GPU based on the Vega architecture with HBM2 memory. 56 compute units and a 10.7 teraflops. Yeah, and 10.7 teraflops. The service also has solid state drive storage and 16 gigs of RAM, supporting up to 484 gigabytes of bandwidth shared between the GPU and the CPU. That's what that says on the wiki, and that's pretty much what it says in the screenshot. Now, what I will do is be completely honest. Shadow getting those GPU and the AMDs and all that, that those upgrades, that does up their game and it does make them more of a contender. But we talking about accessing a Windows computer, a Windows 10 computer or computer basically. So I don't see why somebody who has a PC would do this when they already have a PC. They already spent $15,000, $2,000, $4,000, $5,000, $10,000 on a PC build 
just for the current latest Windows or Windows 10 and to play Steam and Epic Games and probably Xbox Game Pass and or Stadia. Because Xbox Game Pass and Stadia at this point would just be icing on the cake for them because they already got teraflops and terabytes of storage and SSDs ready to go because they just spent all this money on their PC bill. Now, I don't see any regular gamer or consumer paying $30 for Shadow, even though I'm pretty sure some people probably do. That's just a fact. But I don't think it's the more sensible thing to do just or, or even pay up to $50 uh, a month for such services when you can just open up your laptop or go to your office and get on your own computer for free instead of paying $50 just to access a damn computer. Bruh, most people either have a desktop computer or a laptop and if you don't have any one of these you know somebody with one and you know who always got this stuff ready to go ready for use on standby your local library so shadow and especially with shadow when you go on a website games are not video games are not a a, 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 a advertising or a marketing thing they're just advertising and marketing the service so it's more geared towards whatever. So when I go back to this article and they compare Shadow to Xbox Cloud and Google Stadia, I'm like, what in the living fuck? Excuse the language for the sensitive ears, but what in the living fuck is you talking about? Like, what in the living hell? Shadow sound like, hey, throw your money away over here. Literally. Throw your money away. Versus Game Pass and Stadia, where... It's more affordable for the everyday gamer and casual gamer and regular consumer. You get a bunch of dope perks for messing with Game Pass or Stadia. And on top of that, you get crazy features and you can do all kinds of stuff and you can be a part of the cloud revolution. But Shadow, they sitting here like, hey, access a PC remotely. You got to pay for it and you can play on and you can access it anywhere else. And if you wanted to play games, you could do that as well. I'll pass. Like I, I just pass, bro. I just I just hold pass. But that's not gonna change the fact that as far as a cloud service provider, meaning you offer services via the cloud or you utilize cloud technology, the upgrades they have made is a W. It's a W. It's a pure, pure pure w point blank said and done oh snap i just dropped a notebook it's a w oh snap a lot of stuff is happening it's a w now as far as uh game pass and stadia was powering them um uh, for right now it's acceptable whatever they're using but at some point because gfn Kind of got that, kind of got that cheat code hack life tool with the RTX 3080 tiers and stuff like that. Like, I really see GFN coming out on top of this if Game Pass or Stadia don't maintain and have upgrades like they need to have them. That way, um, they can, you know, keep their position in this cloud gaming space, especially Stadia as the poster boy of 
cloud gaming. Now, I may be wrong or right on this because me saying that is just pure speculation because I haven't really seen much about what Google or the people over there at Stadia is going to do to maintain and develop and build upon whatever they have to keep Stadia running at an optimal level or whatever the case may be. But at the same time, Stadia is already stamped. It's already stamped as a top tier, a top premier, top performing, not only technology, but platform for gamers and consumers by multiple people in the gaming industry. So, you know, it's like that's and that's and that's why I led this off this little bit off with acceptable for right now. So, you know, don't, 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 don't go at me too bad. Don't go at me too hard, but that's just what I'm saying. That's going to do it for this episode of the Gamers Den. If you like it, make sure you hit that like button and subscribe. Hit the links in the description, not only for support, but for the merch, for yourself, for the music, all of that. Um, This upcoming weekend, um, well, like I said throughout the episode, we're going to be doing the, uh, the two-year Stadia stream. This is my two-year Stadia week. So the two-year anniversary of Stadia stream, um, I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to be playing some Outriders if I can. And if not, um, I guess I'm going to play PUBG. I'll, I'll dust the controller off. I'm going to tell you all now, I'm mad trash at PUBG. But we're going to have some fun. I'm going to figure out something to play. I don't know. Might be some Scott Pilgrim. Might be something. But I'm going to definitely try some Outriders, though, because I'm heavily, I'm, I'm, I'm in this house. I'm into our uh oh my god hot hours I'm into hot hours ready all right <laughs> I'm into hot hours bro that's what the game is called bro I'm not calling it outriders no more I'm calling that shit hot hot hours <laughs> hot hours bro that's what I'm calling it and you know what that's a fire title bro imagine if they came out with a game called hot hours that'd be hard hot hours would be hard bro I'll buy that shit. Hey, bro, you play that new Hot Hours? Hot Hours would be hard. And it was like a sleeping dogs, true crime type of thing. And like with, with, with GTA elements or like some type of single player game, brand new experience, you know, urban, like you, you some type of, I don't know, bro. Like my mind is just starting to turn with the concepts and ideas and what a game called Hot Hours could be. You know, that'd be really, really dope. And that's my shit. So don't none of you developers, none of you people, nobody take my shit called hot hours or I'll be on your ass. Gone.